Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to the No Spin News Weekend Edition. So there is a new book called Hide Your Children, exposing the Marxists behind the attack on America's kids. The author is Liz Wheeler. You may see her on the first TV, the primetime show, and she joins us now. So Marxists, gotta give me the connection between the commies and the indoctrination of children. Hi, Bill. Thanks so much for having me on the show today. You know, this is one of the most common questions that I've been getting about my book. It's why I put the word Marxist in the title. Because I think as Republicans, as conservatives, it's very important that we acknowledge the reality of the political enemy that we're facing, because if we don't, then we won't fight well against them. We'll lose. I don't want to lose. I don't think anybody watching your program wants to lose. So the connection is this. A lot of people, when they think of Marxism, think of Karl Marx, you know, the Communist Manifesto, this, this economic Marxism, where the working class is supposed to be discontented with capitalism. They're supposed to overthrow the ruling class and thus usher in communism or Marxism. People say, well, is that what you're talking about, Liz? Is that what's in this book? Well, Bill, let me tell you, when I dived into the research for this book, what I found is that Karl Marx's version of Marxism kind of went out of fashion. He had envisioned a global Marxist revolution, and it, it didn't happen. It never really came to fruition. But then we have an Italian Marxist by the name of Antonio Gramsci, who's actually the co-founder of the Italian Communist Party. He was in prison in fascist Italy, and he was studying Marxism. And he began to recognize that where there had been successful Marxist revolutions, it wasn't because the working class was economically discontented. It was because the Marxists had undermined, subverted, captured the civil institutions, which means the cultural institutions on which the working class relied. 
And Gramsci named, among others, the media, the education system, religion, the law, and the nuclear family. So if you look at what's happening in our country today, we're seeing all of these things. The media is captured. The education system is just indoctrination. Sadly, religious institutions have been corrupted. The law, I mean, Black Lives Matter is doing their best to destroy that. And the nuclear family is under constant assault. Once you see this connection, even if it's to an idea that came from men who lived long before we did, it's hard to unsee it because we're watching it play out before our very eyes. Okay. There are radical teachers and there are activists in public schools, not too many in private schools, which is why I sent my kids to private school. They're there, but they're not the majority. Okay. The majority of public school teachers and administrators are good, decent human beings who don't want Marxism or anything else like that imposed on the children. So I'm not sure how big a problem the Marxist connection to try to get the children to think a certain way is. How big a problem to you is it? Well, well, let me explain it this way. So the word woke or the idea of wokeness, we're pretty familiar with that. We've, we've said it a lot. We've heard it a lot in the last year. A lot of conservatives aren't necessarily able to define it. They recognize it like, oh, critical race theory, that's, that's woke or trans ideology, that's woke. But they don't know its origin. So what I did in this book is I traced the origin of the word woke back to a Brazilian Marxist by the name of Paulo Freire, who contended that in the education system, when teachers impart knowledge, they're not imparting reality or truth or fact. They are instead just indoctrinating children with the prevailing political narrative. So Freire proposed this idea that instead of teaching children facts and knowledge, we instead teach them how to think, how to okay, view but, the but world. But how many of those- critical wait, wait, consciousness. Wait, wait. Liz. No. Yes. Listen to this, because it's right in our classrooms. Yes. It exists, particularly in places like San Francisco and L.A. and New York City with the teachers unions, all of which are far left progressive. It exists, but I'm not sure how big a problem it is. Now, DeSantis took care of it in Florida by passing laws that you couldn't have certain materials presented to children at certain ages, which I support that law. OK, but I'm not sure uh, it's not a, I'm not undermining your book. The research is fascinating about how the whole thing came about. I think the media is much more of a danger in this area than the school system is. Would I be wrong? I think so, with all due respect, because when I describe this critical consciousness that Paulo Freire was talking about, he was talking about teaching children to view the world through a Marxist worldview, to put people in a demographic either as an oppressor or as oppressed. And this, this worldview, this critical consciousness, it exists in every single classroom in our country under the heading of social emotional learning. I'm sure you've heard about it. It's disguised as just being values education, but it's teaching children to view the world through the lens of an oppressor or oppressed. I think that's incredibly dangerous. We're seeing the fruits of that. We see how many young people have turned against America, have turned against white people, are embracing critical race theory, the trans ideology even. This kind of grooming that happens in schools is effective. So you think it's all over there? You think it's- If we see the number of children- You think it's in North Dakota, you think it's all over the place that this wave of woke, and I agree with you, that's the, um, 
strategy to make the kid into a victim, particularly minority children. You're a victim. Don't worry about if you fail or you don't do anything because it's society that makes you, you know, oppressed. I, I get it. But I'm not so sure, and I'm going to give you the last word on it, that this is the prevailing wisdom outside of the big urban centers. Last word. Well, listen, I think I had a similar experience to a lot of parents. My daughter's two and a half years old, and when she was born, my husband and I were discussing where to send her to school. I'm a big proponent of homeschooling. He wanted to send her to the local public school. And I said, you know what? I don't think we should do that. I think there's a lot of poison there in there. And he said, not in our neighborhood, though, not in our local community public school. And I think that one of the things that happened during COVID is a lot of parents, my husband included, had their eyes opened to the fact that, you know what, this is in our neighborhood because it's embedded into curriculum that teachers, even if the teachers don't adhere to this ideology or don't understand what they're propagating, they are required to teach these students. It's it's part of national standards, it's part of state standards. And Interesting. It's I, I haven't seen the textbooks uh, for a while, but I, I'm going to go look into that. So the book is uh, Liz Wheeler, Hide Your Children, Exposing the Marxists behind the attack on America's kids. Liz, thanks very much. We'll see you on the first, okay? Thanks, Bill. I appreciate it. You're listening to the No Spin News Weekend Edition. Did you know every day is a perfect day for peace of mind? With American Home Shield Warranty, you are covered for unexpected breakdowns like leaky faucets or faulty water heaters. Choose a plan that fits your budget and rest easy knowing repairs and replacements are taken care of. Simply contact American Home Shield when an issue arises and their trusted pros will handle it according to your coverage. Don't let worries about appliances and home systems weigh you down. Celebrate the reassurance of protection. Don't worry, be warranty. For 20% off plans, visit A-H- com slash bill. For more details, see ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. New Jersey residents, the product is being offered is a service contract and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty, which may be provided by the home builder or manufacturer. Hey guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. If you want standard conservative talking points, this podcast is not for you. But if you want to go deeper— and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. So there's a new book out I want to uh, tell you about. Um, It is called Four Presidents, Kennedy, Nixon, Biden, Trump. In addition to my book, this is a good read. Uh, Leaders Who Change History in Our Changing Times. It's written by our pal Doug Schoen, who's a Democrat political strategist. She joins us now from Miami. 
So uh, what are you doing in Miami? It's too hot down there still, right? What are you hey, doing? Bill, there? I'd rather be in Miami where it's too hot than be in New York where it is a myriad of social disorganization. There's no doubt about it. I wrote a message of the day. Social disorder is what I'm calling it. Yes. It's, da- it's dangerous and getting worse. It's going to sink Biden. Okay. So you're attached to the Harris poll, right? I mean, you, you do work with these people, right? Well, with my former partner, Mark Penn, is the owner of the Harris poll. And, but I think more, most important, uh, the Harris poll is accurate, in my judgment, picking up the fact that Trump is now in the lead, probably not 10 points ahead, but it's not a tie anymore. And the trends are moving, as you point out, Bill, decisively to Donald Trump. All right. Now, Biden is sinking. What is the main reason he is sinking? Two or three things. The economy, first, inflation. Second, his age and perceived infirmity. And third, the Hunter Biden case, which is dragging on and is seemingly bringing him into uh, the dialogue and the investigation to a greater degree than anyone, I think, anticipated a few months ago. All right. But how does that hold together when he's always been old? We've had inflation for more than two and a half years. And Hunter Biden's story broke, what, a year and a half ago? So all of this stuff is pretty old. But now it looks like the whole Biden presidency is going down a drain. So is it did people just suddenly wise up? I think it is the persistence of inflation, the fact that it is increasing slightly. It has a cumulative effect. Gas prices are up. I think he is looking more and more infirm each day. Uh, And there is more and more control over what Joe Biden is saying and doing. And when you get on the phone 20 times as a sitting vice president with um, your son's clients just to to talk about the weather, uh, you know, Bill, it doesn't add up to a good story. Okay. Now, Trump is really not done much differently. He does the same thing all the time. The election of 20 was a fraud. Uh, and then he's going to be the Avenger. If you reelect me, oh, he's going to make America great again. He's going to get rid of all this Biden stuff. Nothing really. Have you seen anything new from Trump in the last six months? The only thing I've seen is he seems to have calmed his act down a bit. He is less bombastic and he's developed a narrative that the indictments he's facing are an indictment of his constituency which, whether it's substantively true or not, is politically, I think, an effective retort. I think it's true. Um, And my piece of evidence is that Joe Biden had documents in his garage, as everybody knows, and was not entitled to take them where Trump was entitled to take documents. And a special prosecutor was appointed. You know his name, Doug? Um, Jack Smith. Robert Herr. Oh, okay. So nobody I, I, knows. I stand corrected. I stand corrected. I asked Carlson that last night. He didn't know. And it's not yeah. your fault. Robert Herr was appointed 10 months ago almost to investigate the Biden documents in his garage. And we have not heard a word. We don't even know if he's in the country. I think he's in Sri Lanka someplace. <laughs> he hasn't even interviewed Biden in 10 months. 
so that people, even people who are not MAGA, but are reasonable thinkers, they know the fix is in. I think the corruption under the Biden administration is what is driving Biden down now. The border, the indictments, the whole fix is in. Merrick Garland not doing Joe Biden any good, is he? No, no. Right. He, isn't. he looks corrupt. Think- He's befuddled. Or I don't know. You know, it's like that. That's what I think it is. It's for each critical mass. Now, to your book. So we had Kennedy coming in after Eisenhower when the country was in a little bit of uh, on edge over the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, it wasn't a big social upheaval. Then you got Nixon, you write about, and Nixon was right in the middle of the Vietnam War, Mm -hmm. which was a catastrophe for the United States. All right. Um, And so when I was reading your book, I mean, I followed that narrative closely. Then you have Trump and Biden. You skip Bill Clinton and the Bushes. Why did you skip them? Well, I wanted to compare life in 1960 when I began in politics as a very young boy, to our contemporary situation. And it struck me that there were parallels, like Richard Nixon had a pretty good claim in 1960 that he'd been uh, facing a stolen election, probably better claims than Donald Trump had. And he, for the good of the country, uh, put it uh, uh, aside, and I think led to his own uh, election in 68. Trump, I think, would be 20 points ahead today, Bill. If he had said he had serious doubts about the election, but had uh, rallied behind Joe Biden so that American democracy could continue. I also wrote about the technological changes in the 60 odd years and also the difference between Joe Kennedy showing up with envelopes of cash and super PACs showing up with large amounts of dark money in elections and how things both change a lot and seemingly stay the same. So it would be interesting for someone to read your book and then go to Killing the Mob, where I do write about how right. organized crime did influence the 1960 election. Um, Absolutely. And it's a great read, Bill. I'm one of those who uh, have it on my shelf, and I've read through it a couple of times. Thank you. Thank you. You like Killing the Witches, by the way, because you know a lot of the witches. You were back in Salem at that time, I understand. I, I was. That's when I started. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the final question I have for you here is of Kennedy, Nixon, Biden and Trump. Mm-hmm. Four guys you researched, you thought about, right. you brought to yep. the audience's attention. Who is the strongest leader of those four, in your opinion? It's a very good question. The way I answer it, and I've asked myself that, is aspirationally John Kennedy inspired people the most, I thought. Didn't get as much done because of the tragedy of the uh, assassination. Nixon, I think, substantively was an extraordinarily good leader bringing the country together on domestic policy and managing the Soviet Union still had the tragedy of Vietnam. I think Trump galvanized an extraordinary number of people, as we were just discussing, people who remain galvanized. And Joe Biden, I think, offered the promise of unity 
a promise that has been, for the reasons you outlined so articulately, betrayed during his uh, time in office. All right. The book is Four Presidents, Kennedy, Nixon, Biden, Trump, Leaders Who Change History in Our Changing Times. Doug Schoen. Appreciate it, Doug. Always good to talk to you. Thanks. Bill, for I look forward to reading your book as well. Thank you. Appreciate it. This is the No Spin News Weekend Edition. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has a over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's arkseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. arcseedkits.com. Who is there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who is helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? I'll tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The Foundations in the Line of Duty programs honor our nation's heroes and their families. That includes its Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 Remembrance Across America. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Dozens of golf outings and barbecues. And the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, 9-11. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. So it looks to me like Trump's got that nomination despite the debate tonight. I don't know how these candidates, these Republican candidates out in California, what they're going to do to move their position up because the MAGA people and other Republicans are very loyal to Donald Trump and they know the fix is in against him, whereas they believe that anyway. Okay, so I wanted a guest who might know how you could do it. And that's Larry Elder. You know him. Um, He ran for governor of California. He is a former radio talk show host, a pundit. You see him around. And he joins us now from New York City. He's also got a project that we're involved with, um, with a bank called Old Glory Bank. We'll talk about that in a moment. So you're, I guess, running for president, right? Are you you still doing that actively? (laughs) Not, 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 not you guess, Bill. I am running, and I'm. By the way, I'm in Los Angeles. Uh, I'm not very far from the Ronald Reagan Library. I will be there. Uh, I won't be on the debate stage, obviously, because I didn't qualify. Why am I running? Well, I'm running as an America First guy, a MAGA guy. Well, Larry, you have a MAGA guy. His name is Donald Trump. But I'm also running because there are some issues that our party is not talking about enough, if at all. For example, Bill, the number one domestic problem in America, by far that nobody's talking about is what I call the epidemic of fatherlessness. 70% of black kids enter the world without a father in the home 
married to the mother, up from 25% back in 1965. Now 25% of white kids enter the world without a father in the home, married to the mother. And even Barack Obama once cited these stats, five times more likely to be poor and commit crime, nine times more likely to drop out of school, and 20 times more likely to end up in jail if you are raised without a father in the home, married to the mother. What's happened? A Democrat named Lyndon Johnson in the mid-60s launched what he called the War on Poverty, and since then, Bill, we have incentivized women to marry the government and incentivized men to abandon their financial and moral responsibility. The left isn't talking about it because they created the problem. Our side is not talking about it because if you're white like you are, you'll be accused of systemic racism. And if you're black like I am, you'll be called, as I was at the LA Times, the black face of white supremacy. Nobody but nobody's talking about that. Number two, the Democrats are not effectively dealing with the lie. Uh, excuse me, the Republicans are not effectively dealing with the lie Democrats have been pushing for decades, and that is the lie that America remains systemically racist. It's not just nonsense like reparations that this lie is pushing. It's getting people killed. It's called the Ferguson effect or the George Floyd effect, and that's a phenomenon of cops all over America, Bill, in the last few years, pulling back from their normal proactive police. Now, there are thousands of what I call excess deaths, people who are killed, have been killed, who otherwise would not have been killed, most of them, by the way, black and brown people living in the inner city who would be alive today if the police had not been maligned and therefore pulling back from their normal proactive policing. Our side is not effectively making that argument. Joe Biden goes to, and, I'll, and I'll, this last point I'll make, and I'll shut up. Joe Biden goes to Howard University a few weeks ago, gives a commencement exercise, and says the number one threat to the homeland is white supremacy. Are you smoking something? The Anti-Defamation League keeps track of how many People are killed every year, Bill, by extremists. Last year, 25 out of the over 20,000 people murdered. You want to play that game? Most homicide is same-race homicide. Most whites who are killed are killed by other whites. Most blacks who are murdered are murdered by other blacks. However, every year, there are roughly 750 interracial black-white homicides. 500 white people killed by blacks, even though blacks are just 13% of the population 250 blacks killed by whites, even though whites are 60% of the population. Now, if Donald Trump at a commencement exercise said the number one threat to the homeland was black supremacy, you and I would both denounce him as a race-hustling demagogue. But Biden says it and gets a pass, and our party says absolutely nothing. It's what's driving 13% of black people to vote nearly 90% for the Democratic Party. If they didn't have that monolithic black vote, this country is divided right down the middle, Democrats could not win elections, so they do so by telling black people that we're victims, uh, we're, we're deserved of, of all sorts of programs because of the white racist white man, and our party does not effectively deal with that lie. I am. Okay. All right. I got it. And I'm not going to challenge you on it because particularly in the uh, fatherless homes, is absolutely correct. And nobody wants to talk about it because the government can't intrude in the home, has no legal authority to do so. And as you rightly pointed out, if you criticize African-American culture, all right, then you're a racist. So no whites are going to do that. Trump's not going right. to do it. DeSantis isn't going to do it. Nobody's going to do it. Um, if I were Trump, I would appoint you to some position um, where you could go around the country and get that message out. But the realistic political view is at this point in history, no Republican is going to beat Donald Trump in the primary. Would you agree with that? I agree. He has a commanding yeah. lead. It's no not going to happen unless there are forces that come in. And with Trump, every day is a new day. So certainly anything could happen. But right Indeed. now, 
If the primary vote, all of them were held tomorrow, Trump just skates in. They uh, progressives who have targeted him time and time again have lost that. Now, they say, well, we'll win in the general election, but they're up against a president who's the second worst president in history, Joe Biden. But let me take it a step further with you. So what shapes the culture is not politicians, Larry, and you know that. It's the media. The media shapes the way culture is absorbed by we the people. And the media will not ever, ever criticize any minority for anything, and very, very few times will criticize a liberal. And politicians can't break through that wall. Am I wrong? You are wrong. When Barack Obama got elected, he walked into the Oval Office bill with a 70% approval rating, even though he got elected with a little under 53%. What happened? It wasn't that all of a sudden people who didn't vote for him said, you know what? I want my capital gains taxes raised. You know what? I want Obamacare. It's because at the very least, most Americans thought that Barack Obama would put a lie to the notion that America remains systemically racist. When he entered the Oval Office in the third week of January 2009, both blacks and whites thought race relations would improve. When he left office, both blacks and whites thought race relations got worse. Why? Because for eight years, the man played the race card time and time and time again. From the Cambridge police acted stupidly, to if I had a son, he would look like Trayvon, to embracing Black Lives Matter, to saying that racism is in America's DNA, to having an, an AG, Eric Holder, who called voter ID pernicious racism. He had Al Sharpton in the White House over 70 times. I was every there one time. time. Okay, that's every a good time point. He had a chance. I'm and, not and, gonna... and, if I, and, if, and if I were president and I were saying the kinds of things that Obama should say, the media would have to respond to what I said. So therefore, I would have shaped culture because I would have forced the media to respond to the kinds of things you can't I just force said to you. The media, Larry, you can't. And, and the media went along. Well, look, I was at the White House. I worked closely, and I don't know whether you know this, with President Obama on My Brother's Keeper, that program. All right? Right. And I, I worked very mm-hmm. closely with him. And when he announced it in the White House with the African-American kids from Chicago in the background, I was in the second row, okay, right behind Colin Powell. Sharpton was on the other side of the room. I told Obama it was not good to have Sharpton there. After he gave his speech, the first person he came to to shake his hand was me. And I knew that was because of my visibility on Fox News. I didn't, he didn't like, I don't know what he thinks about me. I always gave him a fair cut. But you're correct in a sense that way too much division in policy in the Obama White House. But it could not have happened without the corporate media agreeing with what he was doing. And you I'm can't force the media to do anything. They're going to continue to do that, Larry. I'm not challenging you on the notion that the media are biased. We all know that. But worse than Donald Trump Trump won in 2016 with just 8% of the black vote. Re-election campaign, he got 12%, a 50% increase, and got 20% of the black male vote. Why? Best economy ever for black people. Uh, He did something about the borders. The people that are most hurt by illegal aliens economically are black and brown people with high school or less living in the inner city. Yeah, the Hispanics put him in, and, and and they'll do it again. 
this time around, if Trump gets the if Trump gets the nomination, I believe maybe 50 percent of Hispanic Americans will vote for. Now, I want to get to Old Glory Bank. So this is a new sponsor for the No Spin News. And we want to be upfront about this whole thing. It's an Oklahoma based bank. But its investment portfolio, that is when you deposit money in the bank, it's FDIC insured, it's up and up, all right? But there aren't branches everywhere. You got to go on the uh, internet to the Old Glory Bank in Oklahoma. But people don't understand the difference between Old Glory, which is why they're advertising on our uh, news programs, and the regular banks. Succinctly, Larry. What is the difference since you're on the board of directors? The difference is you won't be canceled for who you are, what you are, and what you believe. Right now, banks all of America are canceling accounts of people who belong to the NRA, who bought weapons. For example, January 6th, one of the large banks voluntarily turned over uh, records of accounts of their customers who bought firearms on or near January 6th, even without a subpoena, without a court order. We will not cancel any law-abiding business. Uh, that's what Old Glory is all about. Okay, so it's a, and it outwardly touts um, traditional, um, traditional American tenants. That's what attracted traditional, you, right? Traditional American values. For example, we also have Old Glory Pay. Donald Trump Jr. put on a uh, a rally. Uh, and PayPal refused to process the tickets because they did not like his ideology. We have something called Old Glory Pay, uh, so you will not be shut out or shut down uh, because of your political views. So that's what Old Glory Bank is all about. By the all way, right. Bill, I've also got a book called As Goes California, uh, My Mission to Rescue the Golden State and Save a Nation, all about what Gavin Newsom and the Democrats in the last several decades have done in California, turned this great state into a state where about 500,000 people have left over the last few years. And by the way, don't think that if Joe Biden can't fog up a mirror, it's going to be Gavin Newsom. It will not be. I know you think otherwise, Bill. You are wrong. It's going to be Kamala Harris. They cannot get rid of her. This is the gender and race identity party. And if Kamala Harris is kicked to the curb for some other white dude like Gavin Newsom or Mayor Pete, Black females, the most loyal part of the Democratic base, will be livid. They won't vote Republican. They just won't vote, thereby guaranteeing whoever But if it is Kamala Harris, if you're deemed to be correct, uh, she'll lose. I'm correct. Trouble believer. Blow her away. They they painted themselves into that corner. They cannot get rid of her. Don't forget James Clyburn agreed to support. James Clyburn agreed to support. But it's a different world now. It's a different world. Biden Harris has done so much damage to this country that even the dimmest of us know. Larry, I got to run, but I want to give the uh, um, address. Old Glory Bank, one word, oldglorybank.com, if anybody is interested in checking it out. Thanks, Larry. We'll talk again soon. Appreciate it. Here's a gem from the No Spin News Vault. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. 
you can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. So uh, I think the best expert on crime in this country right now is Heather McDonald. She is a fellow at the Manhattan Institute, comes to us from Irvine, California. So it's interesting, you wrote an article recently that said police shootings on unarmed black men have gone way down since George Floyd, yet police being killed is way up, right? Do I have it correct? Absolutely. And uh, when you make the calculations, you find that a police officer is 400 times as likely to be killed by a black male as an unarmed black uh, person is to be killed by a police officer. So the narrative that everybody has absorbed uncritically from the media, which is that we're living through an epidemic of racially biased police shootings of blacks, is completely false. The impression that people have that that daily blacks are getting gunned down is a complete optical illusion created by highly selective, deliberately uh, uh, manipulated press coverage. Okay. In 2021, only six black men were killed by police, six black unarmed men. Okay, not in the commission of a crime. Six. Have you looked at all six of those cases? Not these particular ones, but I've looked at this category of unarmed. This comes from the Washington Post database of fatal police shootings. And I did a very exhaustive analysis of their 2015 unarmed cases. And the Washington Post is quite generous to say the least in how it characterizes somebody as unarmed. In 2015, you saw people who were grabbing an officer's gun so it wasn't his gun. It wasn't the, the criminal's gun. So he get get it to be counted as, as unarmed. Right. But he was putting the cop on notice that he intended to kill him. Or you can be fleeing in a stolen car with a loaded semi-automatic pistol in the seat next to you, and you still get to be counted as unarmed in the Washington Post. But, but let's say that it, this is truly, these people were not unarmed. They were not uh, attacking, but they were all resisting arrest. Uh, that's compared to self-identified 47 million blacks in this country. That is not a big reason why blacks die of homicide at 13 times the rate of whites between the ages of 10 and 34. The reason blacks die of homicide at such higher rates is not the cops. It's not whites. It's not white supremacy. It's because they're being killed by black criminals and the nation turns its eyes away from that reality and, and is engaged in this racial hysteria, blaming white people for every problem affecting blacks today. And that's not justified. 
and it's not backed up by any stats. So the reason that the Washington Post and New York Times, NBC News, all of the corporate media, the reason that they don't report the truth based on the statistics, as you do at the Manhattan Institute, is because fundamentally they believe that white police and white politicians and white people with power, particularly white men, are racist and don't like black people. That's the genesis of all of this, is it not? Well, I can take that's true. That's sort of an intermediate level belief. And I, I totally agree with you. I think they do believe that. But the reason that they are so insistent on this obsessive compulsive search for phantom white racism is that the elites are terrified about black inner city dysfunction. They do not want to look at it. We turn our eyes away. Every day, blacks are beating up on whites in just extraordinarily sadistic ways, and it never gets covered. Uh, it's it's a, an extraordinary thing. This is not the behavior of white supremacist Bill. Uh, we, we sweep this black inner city barbarity under the rug because the whites are the elite whites are terrified that the behavior gaps and the achievement gaps are never going to close. And so they are preemptively coming up with the only allowable explanation for the lack of racial proportionality at Google and the overrepresentation of blacks in prison. The only allowable explanation today, if you're on MSNBC, CNN, New York Times, Washington Post, is white racism. Right. And if you say the opposite, you're a racist. So therefore, nobody says the opposite because they don't want that brand put on them. So that we're in basically a twilight zone of talk about misinformation and disinformation where the truth is not going to be told by the corporate American media because they don't want the people to know the truth that there is much more violence in the black community than in the white community. Do I have it? Yes, I mean, the videos don't lie. We've seen the videos of the looting. Everything in the criminal justice system today is driven by one thing, and that is race. If you want to understand why progressive prosecutors like George Gascon in Los Angeles or Alvin Bragg in New York or Kim Fox in, in Chicago are not enforcing laws against looting, turnstile jumping, uh, trespass, resisting arrest, it's because if they do enforce those laws, they will have a disparate impact on blacks not because the laws are racist, not because the police are racist, not because judges are racist, but because blacks are committing crime at astronomically higher rates. And we've decided as a nation, well, somebody's decided, at least the elites have decided, we would rather not enforce the law at all than have a disparate impact on blacks. And the I result of this, of course, is that another 2,000 blacks were murdered in 2020 compared to 2019. Right. I mean, the, the violence in the black communities is staggering and, and nobody's done anything about it for decades. Last question, has the Manhattan Institute or you researched the reason why blacks in America are more violent than whites in America? Is it poverty? Is it deprivation? What is it that drives the violence in the black community? Well, it's certainly not poverty. The, the safest period in this country's history was the Great Depression. We had virtually zero crime. 
Uh, it is the breakdown of the black family. These kids are not getting socialized. Their fathers are not around. The mothers have children by many different fathers. The fathers have children by many different mothers. It is chaos. The social skills are not getting passed on, bourgeois values. What sort of upbringing leads to a, a young black teenager, 15-year-old, spraying bullets across a sidewalk with utter indifference to who he kills? There is a breakdown of basic civilizational norms. The, the root cause of this is the breakdown of the family. And this is going to have to be a cultural revolution. No amount of redistribution of, of taxpayer dollars is going to make a damn bit of difference. We've been redistributing money, having anti-poverty programs for six decades since the Great Society. It has not closed the crime gap. No, it's, it's worse now than it's gap. ever been. It's worse now than it's ever been. Is there any other country on this earth that has this kind of a problem disproportionately between Caucasians and blacks? Yes, the, the crime gap exists in every country. To this extent? Well, we have gun violence. Uh, the crime gap exists. What differentiates our uh, race, you know, inner city violence is we have guns. And that's the reason why we have a much higher incarceration rate. Our rate of gun violence is about 43 times higher than other Western European countries and Japan. Uh, and it is driven almost exclusively by people of color. In New York City, uh, blacks commit about 75% of all drive-by shootings, though they're 23% of the population, add Hispanic shootings to black shootings, and you get about 100% of all shootings. That's true in every city today. All right, Heather, thank you very much for the analysis. We really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the No Spin News Weekend Edition. To watch the full episodes of the No Spin News, visit BillOReilly.com and sign up to become a premium or concierge member. That's BillOReilly.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.